So yeah. you know that classic Wolf on Wall Street scene where it's like, sell me this pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sell me like, this pen. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, and he's like, sell me this pencil. And Helma goes, okay, uh, put your right hand on your heart. <laughs> <laughs> They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. I like this intro. We didn't mess it up this time. Well, we haven't done it yet, so let's see. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode 145 of the Magic Guys. I'm Josh Norbido. Over there is Nick K. I'm Nick K. Not Doug. Yes. <laughs> Doug is still unresponsive from last week. We've sent out a search party to check on him, but he's just so hungover, um, did too many double lifts that his finger looks like this, and it's a real problem, guys. But the good news is... We put him in a home. Here to- <laughs> we put him in a home. It's the home for <laughs> retiree magicians. Bro, he would make the from- best like retiree. Well, we wrote facility. a show for him. We wrote a show for him last week. If you didn't watch the show last week, we were talking about magic that's to be retired and thus be performed in a retirement home. And I'll tell you what, kids, it's the lit-ass show. So, um, yeah, go see Doug perform it. That's right. Yeah. that's uh, <laughs> From now on out, we've, we, that's right. Yeah. We literally wrote the, the show list for retiree homes now. So, the shows are going to be off the chain. What's up, yeah. Noah? What's up, John? What's up, Tim? And Tom, Tim and Tom, and there's a problem. There's going to be two Joshes in today's podcast. Uh, we'll so, fix that up. But fear enough, with today's podcast, Doug did see that obviously when he's away, when dad's away, the kids will play and run an absolute muck. So Doug took it upon himself to get not one, but two babysitters, which I'd like to announce. The first one, <laughs> the amazing... Uh, I believe owner of uh, Deuce Gala, uh, Mr. Buck Bowen, and the amazing creator of the Lucky Ladybug. Please join me in welcoming both Buck Bowen and Joshua Ray. Woo! Insert sound effect. <laughs> I'll do that in post. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. What, wow, what a wonderful uh, setup you have there, Buck. The background just looks amazing <laughs> as well. A little, Thank you, uh, sir. Yeah, I, I bought this, uh, I think it was like freeclipart.com or something, and I just put it in my background. <laughs> I love it. And also, I must address the hairstyle, very jealous. Um, he was going to wear a hat for this episode and I was like you know for you a hat is a choice and um that's amazing so I grew up myself so friends just showing off again I I know I know if if those of you that are are pure listeners of the show I implore you do watch it on YouTube because you will see one of the most wonderful heads of hair in magic take it Mm. upon yourself to scope it out now let's take a moment to introduce (laughs) our friends um Buck let's start with you tell the people who the hell are you buddy Oh man, uh, let me get that bio that I wrote earlier because I, even I don't know at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm just being silly. Uh, yeah, who the hell am I? That's a good question. I kind of wake up with that every day. Um, <clears throat> go to bed without an answer. Um, I would say that I'm an entertainer at heart, period. So whether that takes the form of music, uh, art, uh, or magic, I just I love entertaining. I love making people smile. I also love making people think. And, uh, and so for me, magic is kind of the perfect vessel for that because there's just so many different forms it can take, you know, where uh, a trick can be a, a lesson, a demonstration, um, a philosophical musing, or in most cases with me, a gag. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And not to be forgotten, the wonderful Mr. Joshua Ray. Please tell us, Josh, tell us all about you. What do you do? What makes you think? Uh, uh, I think, I think about a lot of things. Um, not quite as much as I, I'm not, not, I don't think quite as much as Buck. Uh, sometimes I act before I think, uh, but I do, I do love, uh, love creating. Um, I, I'm also deep into music. I think music was probably my first performance, uh, performance art, uh, but theater, 
music. Um, I love art and you know, uh, gardening and juggling and magic and mathematics and teaching. Uh, so I, I'm a fifth grade teacher by day, and and then I'm, I, or I usually say I daylight as a fifth grade teacher, <laughs> and then I do all the other stuff uh, when I'm when I get home and and I can finally get to work. So. As, as far as the government's concerned, you're a, you're a, you're a fifth grade teacher. On paper, yeah. yeah. That's phenomenal. It's great that we have such a musical background here because I used to be in a band. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, uh, so early. Damn. Wah, wah. Yeah, I'm getting right in there, friends. I'm getting right and, in there. That's fine. And uh, pro tip, that was Nick's piss that he was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> So now, for those of you that don't know, uh, most recently uh, I came across uh, these amazing two fellas because Joshua Ray had released an amazing trick called the Lucky Ladybug, which I perform incessantly now and has been a great hit in amongst everyone who performed before. And of course, Buck has released it. So Josh, why don't you tell us, or maybe the two of you guys can tell us like from conception, how does it come about? How does one go about releasing a product? What's it like releasing a product? Let's start with that. Like, how did you come up with the idea firstly? Mr. Ray? So I spent, I, I mean, I have two younger kids. Uh, well, they're, they're younger than me now. Now they're both teenagers, but. Uh, <laughs> they should be younger than you. They, that would be hard to do that, that, that opposite. Well, you know, time traveling is quite, you know, it's a Benjamin Button sort of thing. Um, but they, uh, when, when they were much younger, we kind of visited the local magic shop and they bought uh, one of those. It was a trick that had some really crappy cards. And it was, I, when I say it was a magic trick, it was more of a gag, right? And it had a cockroach on the bottom, just like this really awful, crappy looking cockroach mm -hmm. with a piece of foam adhesive. And the, the thing was, you have the magician and then the screaming lady and the cockroach. And there was no magic to it. You pretty much just flip the cards over and ah, the cockroach is gone. And then they turn over their hand and they scare their mom. And that's pretty much as far as that trick ever went. They, I think they performed it once they got, uh, you know, mom freaked out and then it went in a drawer. And I always loved that idea. And, um, of course there's a ton of tricks out there like that. Uh, but I wanted, I wanted something that was a little more magical and something that could be played for any audience at any time of year, you know? Um, and so ladybugs have always been kind of a special thing in our family. Uh, we watch the life cycles here in the trees and uh, in the gardens. Uh, my daughter once we were out in the garden and she found a ladybug and I said, Oh look, Ellie has a ladybug. And then I look back and I'm like, where's your ladybug? And she goes, <laughs> it's like crawling up on her tongue. So, Oh, wow. Um, and she didn't want to give it back. So, uh, so that's, I, I think that's what sort of inspired it was, you know, it, ladybugs are, are cute and exciting. Even though if you look up close, they're pretty, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty frightening just like any other bug. But for some reason they have a very, uh, a gentle sort of, um, reaction for most people when they see them. So, um, and then how did you get involved with Buck with regards to like developing the trick and releasing it and so forth? Because I think a lot of people think about that sort of thing, but wouldn't know how or even where to start. So where did, where did Buck come to into the equation when it came time to release this idea? <laughs> I, I, I can let Buck uh, chime in on that because we've known each other for a while, way before this trick was released, but. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, me and Josh have known each other. Me and Joshua Ray have known each other for uh, six years now, probably something like that. Maybe yeah. six, seven years, close to that. And uh, you know, I'm always looking for ideas. You know, that, that that's like most of the problems. Like we got so many ideas, and it's like, how do we make a trick out of that? And it's like, you don't, man. That thing sucks. Move <laughs> on. But uh, when Josh mentioned uh, the ladybug trick. Um, I was just sold instantly. I'm like, dude, that's it. That's all I care about. I was working on my own effect, and I'm like, this. I, I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. S something about it just was like, this is going to be a hit. Like it just, you know, there are tricks where you gotta, you know, think about who you're gonna perform it for. Would this make sense? Are they gonna really get this kind of humor? Oh, it's a gag, so you can't really do it in this environment. But when he told me about Lucky Ladybug, I just thought. 
dude, this is as close as I'll ever get to a perpetual motion machine in terms of uh, uh, input versus output. You know, it's like the amount of work it takes to get the incredible, I don't even like saying reactions. It's, it's just, it's more like a response, you know? Um, uh, there's not many tricks like that where, you know, within 90 seconds with next to no move, uh, you can get such a cool, endearing response from somebody. And so, yeah. And he said, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, 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 uh, we, we were up here in, uh, in Northern California together for a while. Um, Buck had a Monday night jam session that oh, yeah, he was yeah. running with a bunch of guys. And, um, I crashed it once or twice and then kept showing up and they kept asking me to leave and, <laughs> uh, no but it, it was one of those things where I, I feel like you know sometimes it's like maybe you and josh i don't i don't know at all but uh you meet somebody and you're like you just right away you have the same sort of you're on the same wavelength and for us it was gags <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but we, it was also a, a passion for like uh for for old magic right stuff that mm-hmm. you know everyday objects things that you you kind of ignore as uh, as magicians, when we see all the the latest and greatest new products out there, and the you know, big giant digital smoke machine that you can wear on your arm or whatever, um, and and that's Mine's awesome. And, yeah, right. It's, it's like awesome and cool stuff. But there's something really um, just kind of nostalgic about you know being able to, or I guess nostalgic isn't the word, but it magical about being able to walk into an environment pick up a napkin and do like a 10 minute routine with a with a napkin mm. and a couple of you know pieces of silverware or something so i think we both right away picked up that we were kind of interested in that same sort of thing and uh yeah. <laughs> been doing it i mean so if, 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 if anyone wants to do that style of magic One day, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that reminds me of like um if you guys have watched paul daniel's box set bravura he has like a whole set on dinner table magic where he's like, he starts off with a plate and a, and a bread roll and he's bouncing the bread roll, you know, throwing it off the table. It's bouncing back up. And then he actually doubles back to that bread roll at the end when he's made a coin vanish and it ends up in the bread roll. And what you don't know is when he's doing that gag, he's like loading this freaking <laughs> coin into the bread roll for later on. Um, genius stuff. But he didn't eat a, a ladybug, but, you know, like he was on his way to, to greatness. Um, uh, anyway, as you were, sir. Nick, well, you wanted think, to say something. Well, just, just, you know, the curious thing about like when you're creating magic or when you're marketing magic, it's such a difficult thing to do. And it's almost like people are just constantly putting out stuff erroneous if it's good or not. Yeah. What are the sort of things you look for, Buck, when you are releasing a product? Like, what do you, what tickles you? Uh, how much money can I make off this? Right, good answer. <laughs> Next question. That sounds like something Nick K would say. <laughs> um, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Um, my goal in life in general is I want to make as much money as humanly possible at the service of others. Okay, you got to make that distinction, right? Because capitalism gets a bad rap, right? At the service, not at the expense. And you know, there's a, there are a lot of uh, good ideas out there in terms of magic, but it's like, dude, the cost to produce that, like the shipping alone, like it's, it's a negative at that point, you know? And, um, and uh, so that's, you know, again, like I sort of have those like little metrics that like the idea has to funnel through that first. Like what, what would it, what would it cost to make? Like, is it a shitty idea? Is it a great idea? doesn't matter at the start. It just, you know, how much is it going to cost to make it? And then from there, it, it becomes about, you know, okay, you know, is, you know, how can I make this the most quality for the cheapest price? You know, um, China. So. <laughs> yeah, I hear that in China, copyright means copy correctly. So. All a patent does is give you the right to sue somebody, you know. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I like where this conversation is heading. This is my type of. You know what I'm curious curious about now as well is that like people used to release just DVDs, like a single DVD, which ultimately was like a lecture, but just recorded and done in a studio type of format. I think nowadays people are stopping that entirely 
versus going, here's a product and here's a gimmick that comes with that product. It seems to me the formula to making money as a, uh, you know, supplier like yourself, Buck, is to have something that you buy and a gimmick is included. Do you still see the value in doing the old school thing where like I'm looking at my DVD collection above me now and it's like, you know, Matthew Wright with the unusual suspects um, where you have to make a lot of the stuff in in that effect, you know, um, with like the seven or eight routines and that single DVD. Do you see value in releasing stuff like that anymore? Okay, uh, first question, because I know this is on all of our minds. How many Aldo Colombini DVDs do you have up there? <laughs> Just I got to check. <laughs> <laughs> You're like uh, three and one VHS. Uh, <laughs> and and for those that are, for all those youngins that are listening, a DVD is a, a video that would be on your laptop that's not on your laptop. And you have to take a physical item, put it inside your laptop, and then it will let you play the video. There you go. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, so the question is about, um, so I want, I want to be, so is it about like releasing something that then the person uh, has to make their own? Well, uh, what I'm getting at is like, I, I guess, I guess to simplify it a little further, it's like you have these single tricks purchase mm -hmm. away you go, mm -hmm. or you buy a single DVD release yeah, yeah. has all this material on there. I think you do both. I mean, uh, I, I know, I know, like Buck. I, like, I know. I'm more you, sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, I think what he's he's getting at is like you know, it, for well, for yourself, is it better to release like that single trick? You know, one one trick, one effect. Uh, you know, here's here's Ladybug. Um, yeah. and, or uh, you know, do you still think there's merit in having like a DVD style or a download style where you've got many tricks that are being taught in mm. one purchase. Uh, you might have to make you, those gimmicks. You might have to like, you know, find yourself uh, a deck of cards and, you know, a double backer or whatever. Oop, can I say that? Uh <laughs> and that's um, all we have time for folks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for watching the magic guys. Oh, okay. So like, like, one in just like I think we spent a lot of time on this now. So yeah, I think yeah. you're saying like so like <laughs> the pen is spinning in the air. No, um so the the Paul Daniels Bravora is a, is an example, right? Like it's like a whole th life's work, but it's the yeah. kind of uh, the thing that a magician really only puts out once a year. Oh, so once a year. Or if you're like Daniel whatever his name is that Nick was talking about, he can do I do another one. Yeah, but uh normally it's like once a lifetime you put out this box set as opposed to one trick every quarter that's a one trick download bang right. bang bang right. Mm -hmm. yeah um uh you know if if i i feel like people value if, if people are going to buy like a tutorial or whatever uh, uh, to download i feel like they value it more if there's something physical connected to it yeah yeah um, I think what, it's, what do you think what do you think about chris's question here it's a great question if I buy a product and I have to craft something, I send it back and demand a refund. It's like going to McDonald's, paying for a burger, and they give you half, and you have to go to the grocery store to finish making your Big Mac. <laughs> so I, I, I think I think that analogy is flawed. Um, it's it's more like going to Burger King. Okay, um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I get his I get his sentiment, and and I I. I this is one of the metrics that I have. It's like, do they have to make something? And typically like that's going to fall right to the bottom in terms of like, if I have a choice between effects I want to put out, I don't want anybody to have to make something. I don't want them to, to have to go out and get something. In fact, if, if they do have to do any of that, I'm, I'm going to include it in there. Like we, we had a couple of effects we were working on where it was like, all right, dude, we have to buy 50 yards of double stick tape and we're going to cut, you know, like give them three pieces of double stick tape. Right. Like I, I, you can, anybody can get that anywhere, but I just, mm. the idea that you open this up and you're like, dude, it's 11 at night. And I, you know, now I have to go. So I don't want anybody to have to do that. I want everything yeah. to be contained and just ready to go. And so if, if I am going to, if they do have to craft it, then I'm going to make sure that all that stuff is included. But I typically try to avoid that stuff. Like even with ladybug, it bothered me at first that 
you know, there was this notion of refills, which is why we included the, um, that little blue glob for people who don't know what that is. Uh, it's called blue tack. And so that's that way, if you're stingy, you can reuse the ladybug, just, you know, put a little, little sticky on it and, and do it mm. again. I think this is a this is a perfect example as well. Heartbeat for anyone who's purchased it, like they didn't they could have made this a download, but they oh, yeah. sent you like this is essentially not gimmicks, right? It's the heartbeat. I don't know how it works. I don't tell me. The pencil. Well, I won't. I, I won't tell you. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Not gonna spoil it. But um, no, it's all double backers. Uh, <laughs> but like. <laughs> They send you a pencil and they didn't need to because it is just a, a, a normal pencil, but they, they still sent you. So you still have like everything you need to do within. Yeah. I mean, like this, uh, this, this metal tin must have like, imagine how much you lose just the fact that you're sending everyone a metal tin with the download, uh, the, mm. with the product as opposed to a download or something. Yeah. Crazy. But it's about the, um, ah, that's right, Tim. It's about the fancy box that... Yeah. We are in the fancy box era, I must yeah. say. Well, yeah. and Nick, I, I, I actually, I, I still think there is value in those DVDs and those that you know of. of here's the stuff you got to make because there, there is a certain. That is who I am. I, I'm a person who likes to make the stuff. I want to get my hands involved in it. And typically, if somebody hands me something, even if it's a product that's like ready to go, like you know, the box is everything's there. I, I, I spend like you know, 45 minutes to an hour, like modifying, changing it, you know, mo you know, making something a little different for myself because, you know, I, I, I think it's a frustration count. That's right. No, <laughs> I totally think that it's, uh, there's still a lot of, there's, there is merit in there. And I think there is a, a worth, um, for that stuff out there. It just depends on the audience. I mean, obviously there are people who, don't want that they want to just open the box and get to performing um and don't want to have to spend 45 minutes you know splitting a card or <clears throat> yeah we used to magnets. call it we used to call it the paper crane moment yeah we'd open it up yeah. and you'd be like oh now it's time for arts and crafts right. i always remember that catchphrase from uh the wizard product review uh Good and stuff. then you have to, and then you realize, oh, I can only perform this straight on to one person in the dark. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I, 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 let me interrupt here because the comments about people and and, the, and homeboy selling a pencil. So yeah. you know that classic Wolf on Wall Street scene where it's like, sell me this pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sell me like, this pen. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, and he's like, sell me this pencil. And homeboy goes, okay. Uh, put your right hand on your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's in the Wolf of Wall Street scene where he's going, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're gonna feel that through my finger. <laughs> you know what? That, that's pretty. And now, you, got, you got a pretty good voice there, Josh. I mean, were you in a band? <laughs> well, oh damn! God damn you! This is Barocco, so every drink I take just sends me crazier. <sighs> Hang on, I think we've just this is this is actually beautiful. So they've gone sell me this pencil, and they've gone all right. Let me make it a a two hundred dollar product or whatever it was. Wrap it in a tin. <clears throat> let me say, or in Australian dollars, it's like half a house. Put it in a tin, <laughs> and then let me yeah do the actual scene from Wolf of Wall Street. You're gonna feel it and. God damn it. He's a genius. Yeah. So good. Man, I hope I meet Jordan Belfort and I have a chance to perform this for him and just like do this whole bit and then like <laughs> do the thing with the Man. pencil. That would be the greatest moment in magic. <laughs> or Matthew McConaughey or Leonardo DiCaprio. You have three options, so your chances are pretty good, I think. Yeah, it's a good time. Mm. Mm. God wow. damn it. That's, that was a the genius tin. call. The tin uh, does, tin. you know, it's like it as, as I think it was Buck was saying too. That physical product, that tin, that pencil, the wrapper, the artwork, all that, um, it, it makes you feel like you're getting a whole lot more. Yeah, because we're really we're good. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great friend of ours, uh, uh, the Magic James said, you know, magicians, we're we're dumb. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're dumb. So, all right, are you guys doing gigs? So, you know, you're running the, these businesses. Um, what kind of gigs are you doing? Uh, and, yeah, tell us about that. Because <clears throat> just real quick, where are you guys based? 
Um, I'm up in, yeah, I'm in northern. Yeah, that's what I. What, yeah, thank you. Thank you. At the same time, that's great. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go first because my answer is pretty short. So um, I have done uh, paid gigs, actually, mostly when I was back in Northern California. Um, I, I don't do uh, like gigs for hire. I would, but that's not like my bread and butter. Um, mostly when I perform now, it's uh, like if I'm just out and about or um, if uh, I'm working on new material uh, to field test it. So. Okay. But I do have a really funny story for the segment. <laughs> yeah okay okay good and josh what about yourself i'm uh i'm up in northern california uh, and like sacramento the mm. capital um so i i i do gigs um i had been doing mostly kids shows uh kids and family shows uh but the last i don't know six months or so i've been doing a lot more um dinner parties like grown-up dinner parties but i still pretty much do my kids show <laughs> With a little bit of a grown-up spin on them, and uh, it oh, it's going, goes over really well. So, and how do they feel when you get to the party and they're like, "Oh, I think that's my teacher." I haven't had that yet. It's going to be a great yet. way to get referrals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. I am. A, I do get a lot of referrals from a mom's group, <laughs> so mm. I'm pretty popular with uh, the Sacramento moms. Yeah, you are, <laughs> especially with that voice. <laughs> Josh also no, I, uh, performs a lot, like in the cafeteria and in in the halls, and so yeah, that's he, where he's I work. Got, like a built-in. Oh, so you do street magic? I, I yeah. stroll. I do yeah. my strolling uh, set and uh, you know uh, field test stuff. I get you know. 20 30 performances at lunchtime so it's uh it's great it's great yeah. to work on new material and uh try it out and kids performing for kids i mean kids suck when it comes for audience i mean they will like grab crap out of your hands they'll put their hands in your pocket and you're just like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true <laughs> anyway totally and do you do you, last thing about about being a teacher do you um perform like bits of magic for your student like in class like as an uh, icebreaker yeah i do I, I have a uh i use i have a few different effects that i use to like open lessons or start units of study um you know, russian roulette stuff. yeah right <laughs> actually i have done an effect i think it was andrew main had a, a roulette effect with a pencil and envelopes like five envelopes and you have them with the envelope and then you take it and you like stab yourself with the envelope and of course the last one is the one with the pencil you know so the whole they get to pick it um but usually on a birthday that's that's kind of you know it's their birthday they come up they'll help me with an effect so we've got cards all over the ceiling and all sorts of stuff in the classrooms if you are a teacher out there and you and you maybe don't do russian roulette with a (laughs) knife or glass but there's a great one called russian roulette with an egg underneath uh hang on the egg is in one of the bags Ah. and essentially you pick it up and you crush the bag onto the kid's head and hope that they you know they don't get the egg on their head uh and then at the end you show uh the last one had the egg in it you crack it Mm -hmm. and you move along that's cool um unless you're in detention unless you're in detention then you use the spike (laughs) yeah See, one of my favorite things to do is whenever I'm doing something dangerous and this kid's about, like I might just get my lighter out to do a flash production or something. And I always say, like, kids, do not do this at home. Do it at school. You get a way bigger audience. <laughs> yeah. Although that's that's pretty da- – it's a pretty uh, dangerous thing to do around kids. Like, it, you know, it could end your career if you flash around kids. It could do. Or it could make for a good story, which I think is a perfect segue. <laughs> Let's talk about gig story. Uh, all right. We'll just skip over my my funny pun there. Here we go. Gig stories are a little moment in time where we like to share stories for posterity about either performances we've done while doing gigs or just hanging out in the cafeteria like my good friend Joshua Ray. (coughs) Starting this week, let's go, Buck. You got a good story, right? Well, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. But, um, yeah, so this is... uh, 2019, San Jose, California. I'm doing an eight-year-old's birthday party 
And uh, but at this point, I've, I've maybe done a couple kids shows, but uh, it's not really my forte, right? So, despite knowing that in general, you know, card tricks aren't really the thing to do for kids. I mean, if you ever see Chris Capehart perform, like he can do cards with kids, and it's just an absolute hit. But that, that's you know, I'm not him. And so anyway, um, I'm getting tossed about a bit with the kids, and it's fine. I'm not making it work, right? The parents are just off you know, cause I'm the babysitter and the grandma's hanging out, but she's like on her phone, I guess you know, tweeting anyway. So, uh, I, I come to this sort of the finale of my show. I'm doing the, uh, like flower box production. And at the end I like produce an apple and I take a bite and I'm like, Oh no, all of that. And then I start doing the mouth coil. Right. And as the as the coil comes out, the kids just lose it, right? And they 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 it's not a stage. I'm like in a living room, just like on a step. And so they rush me, and and they start grabbing the um, the mouth coil, and they're all like pulling it out, dude. This was like completely Lord of the Flies, right? They're like pulling out. This kid was like stomping on it. It was like oh, oh. and I swear to God, dude, Grandma was like just like, like YouTube live. She was like oh. a riot yeah. yeah it was it was so amazing i was just like what's going on for the flies oh anyway, that's my story Hold on. yeah ah that would, that'd make a great video <laughs> I, I wish brutal, i had man. it before, man. Damn. Maybe if, if Scotty if Scotty's P is out there, I think you just got your inspiration for the next animated clip of the Magic Guys. <laughs> we, had the, we had this awesome listener out there, a friend of ours, who will take stories and make them into reenactments. <clears throat> oh, that's cool! In animation style. So let's just put that out to the universe, Scotty P. Everyone, get on him, and uh, <laughs> that's that's good. Scotty P, come on! All right, I I have a. Yeah, I have uh, just some notes I wrote down from the last Theatre of Magic show we did last week. Um, There are three funny moments that were just odd. So one is, so obviously with my shaved head, my my go-to line now is when I see someone else with a shaved head is I'll make a joke that we have the same barber. And people just make light of it because, okay, I'm addressing the fact that I am bald. And it's, you know, so starting the show... The guy has like the cleanest shaved head. Like he's got a Nick level shaved head, right? And I go to give him the card and um, and I laugh for a second. Everyone looks at me. There's a bit of tension. And then I say, oh, we just, I know him because we have the same barber. And everyone laughs. Okay. And then at the interval, he comes up to me and he's like, he's like, I wasn't sure that you recognize me. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you get your hair done at the Castledine Barbers, right? I'm like, holy fuck. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it turns out we actually have the same barber. And no, his, his, his wife was so confused because he had said, I think I know him from the barbershop. And then I said that joke, but she read it as a joke. But she's like, wait, was he saying it to the audience for real or making a joke because it's the same <laughs> And so I was so confused and then I had to mention it after the interval that, hey, guys, like, remember when I made that joke? Well, it turns out it actually happened. And, um, yeah, I have the whole thing on video. It's so it's just so bizarre that, that that would be a thing, that I would pick the one bald guy that also happens to <laughs> go somewhere to get his head shaved. I mean, that's where I went before I started shaving my head. Anyway, so that was super weird. Um, Second, second funny thing was uh, I was doing coin under watch and the guy in the show opened his hand. He's like, ah, didn't work. And I was like, oh, he's like, oh, has the magic not happened yet? Like he was really <laughs> just like milking it up for me without knowing. And um, I have his face on camera, but the, fa- the moment he realized like, actually, I got you. And then he's like, turns his hand, his hand over. He's like, I think his soul left his body well, for fr- a second. Oh wow! That was a great. That was a great moment, and then, Shit. oh, Nick's frozen, but that's okay. I, I just thought he was sitting really still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very patient when I do geek stories. <laughs> and then the the third anecdote that happened was ah, I um, I I had someone write down a name, and then I divined what it was, and then after the show, she came up and she's like, so. 
Do you have a camera in the pen? Is that how you knew what I wrote down? <laughs> and I just, I was like, yes, and you can have this pen. <laughs> it's like, that's exactly how I do the trick. It was so good that she thought uh, that, um, yeah, there was a camera in the pen. So <laughs> there goes that product release. <laughs> I smell the product. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's my story. Joshua right. Ray, what do you have for us? Oh, I got, I, I've got... I've got two. I've got one that's kind of an older one. And then one. so uh, a couple of years ago, um, it was like right after, you know, getting back into gigs and stuff like that. And uh, after being home, you know, uh, I do a, a routine where I open up with a, it's toilet paper. So I got a roll of toilet paper and I'm handing it out to the kids and it's this whole like party. They're waving it in the air. I've got music playing and we're, you know, doing like waving it uh bits mm. of toilet paper and then um and then my phone rings and the music we cut the music and i pick it up i'm like yep and you know i pantomime that it's my wife and we're chatting and i say oh it's oh it's the last roll yeah okay um and then i turn to the kids i'm gonna have to have that all back music comes back up now i run back to the audience <laughs> and funny. pick up all the little pieces um so it's going great. I usually pick them all up and then I, I restore the pieces. So it's a little bit torn and restored uh, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get to the, the last kid or last couple kids, this one kid's sitting up front and he's got his toilet paper and he's waving it for me. And I go up and as he's he first right into the toilet paper and then hands it to me. And he's got this look on his face like he's so excited to give it. To me. <laughs> so I just take it. <laughs> wadded up in there it kind of actually worked as a method because it stuck all the pieces together it was easier <laughs> to ditch so um but that was the first time someone actually used the toilet paper so um at least it was just hey. boogers and not i was gonna say at least it was boogers and not used the way it was supposed to be yeah, used I was like stick that in his butt and like oh uh, anyway <laughs> um the other the other gig is more the other thing is more of an uncomfortable moment so i've started i I don't know if my gigs, I, I, I've been performing. There's this one group that they've hired me now three years in a row. And I always feel like I have to kind of have something new and something a little exciting for the show. I mean, of course, they want the same show. Usually they're probably happy watching the same show because uh, they invite friends. And they want them to see whatever they saw last year. But I always feel like I got to have something new. <laughs> um so I, I came up, my son, and we were walking through a store, and he's in one of those, uh, my, my son's 6'5", and what? he's like, I hear him say, Dad, and I turn around, and he's in one of those kitty play tubes, you know, the, the little, like, expandable tube that tunnel that kids can crawl through, and he's, like, doing this worm dance or whatever, and so immediately I take out my phone and start a note, you know, that I'm going to so I buy one and I come home and I put together an entire escape routine from a t kid play tube <laughs> along with like some like AI generated, uh, you know, background music, like, you know, very ladies and gentlemen. Right? Yeah, it, it's I mean, it, it's it's pretty epic. And, and I was practicing it in the house doing all sorts of moves. And of course, my kids are thinking I'm ridiculous. So I show up to the gig and. I thought it was going to be mostly the same people. Well, it's mostly new people and two of the same people. So I'm thinking I'm in a crowd full of friends and really it's just a crowd full of strangers with these two people who hired me. And it was, uh, it was really uncomfortable, but I just went through with it anyway. I was like, well, that was my opener. I mean, Ugh. I have two people holding up a curtain, they drop it and there's this music and I'm in this tube and I have a, video my wife was there too she has a video of all these faces of people just with this look of <laughs> incredible <laughs> uncomfortableness uh the two people who hired me they're laughing and having a great time everybody else is thinking wait what why, why are we here <laughs> what's this guy so um about halfway through the 45 minute inch no it was probably about three minutes but it felt like forever um, the be the best thing is like we're getting paid to do this wacky stuff, <laughs> right? You know, so what are you doing with your life? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line is, I'm keeping it. It's staying in the show, and uh, I'm I'm Hell doing yeah. it for you know. It's it's very it it, it feels very Rune Clan, uh, mm. and so I, I'm in uh, love. I'm in yeah. love with the routine, you know. So, 
So you do the whole escape and then you produce one coin from inside the cylinder? Yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> Isn't that like a Rune Clan gag? I want to I want to do stuff. I actually have an idea to make like a foot on a pole that I can have in there. So at one point I can have one foot extended through the top and one th- foot through the bottom. Um, mm. So you can do all sorts of like weird contortions sort of yeah. joke gags. Again, well, it's, it's a gag. <laughs> are you guys familiar with... Um, the illusionist Raymond Crow, or the unusualist, he calls himself. No, I don't know. He's, he's from Australia. You, I, I, I would say you'd recognize his cl- if you saw his clips. Like he went uh, world viral before viral is a word <laughs> uh, from doing his shadow hand routines to What a Wonderful World. Mm. Um, but he's toured the world with the illusionist and um, amazing, amazing guy. Anyway, he does a routine with uh, like the air conditioning vent style. Um, tubes that you get like the, the ducting, ducting. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and Over so he stuff. gets yeah. in he gets in one and he expands it up and he grows like with it and he'll go like <laughs> 10 feet in the air and then yeah. uh he does one with a oh, wow. mini sized one for his arm and he puts his arm through and then his arm stretches you know like five meters oh, wow. and and things like that so uh, how long is that in english um, <laughs> about about this long, about ten more of these. <laughs> it's about two badges long. It's about two two gallons in length. Two if that helps. <laughs> it's three subways long. I tell you, yes. the badger system makes way more sense than like imperial. So, although we we you know we have all these weird measurements, but how come we all know what? When his son said he's six foot five, how come we all know exactly what that is? <laughs> but we don't know what like two meters is. <laughs> yeah. We know what that is because it's a giant. <laughs> like how come in height we all use feet, but now for everything else in Australia we use meters, but we all know what feet is when it comes to height. Well, we use oh, wow. centimeters for height a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how tall are you? I'm 192 centimeters. John I'm 187. John Prentice third says two and a half badgers. <laughs> Thank you. That's the measurement. That's precise. Yeah. I think he's just being. I think he's just trying to be um, not racist. What's the? He's just profiling. <laughs> Buck is not a crocodile hunter. Okay, oh, yeah. he's a magician, world-renowned creator, but it is and two and a half player. badgers. So <laughs> magician, creator, and crocodile hunter. I like that. That's right. I, you know what I love is um, there's a there's a show that I love watching, which I think a few of our viewers watch as well, called Kill Tony. If you guys are familiar with this wonderful live event, comedians get on stage and there's a panel of com- professional comedians. These new guys get up, they do a minute, and then they get roasted by these panel of comedians if they're not good. If they're good, they they banter anyway. And it, I think it live streams right after hours um anyway post malone was a guest on the panel one week and a uh, comedian gets up and he's 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 known for roasting people like being very quick improv and post malone says one thing to him and he goes man post malone you look like a wait you look like a what does he say post malone you look like an unemployed crocodile hunter <laughs> That was his roast to post, and it was like the best kill ever. And post just laughed his head off. It was very funny, very funny. I think uh, I'm. F- oh, Nick, um, did you have a gig story for us? Yeah, a couple of quick ones just to wrap this up. But no, um, that's okay. Uh, well, look, let's go to um, the <laughs> magic review. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's because it's because Daddy Doug's not here. It's yeah, that's again. why you got to hear the babysit us. We are not we are not good when it's just the two of us. We start yeah. fires and stuff. Um, just the so, two of us. Okay, yeah. go. Yeah, we kissed last episode. That was weird. Um, yeah, that was weird through the screen. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, ball joke. Uh, <laughs> that's what we did. Wait, wait, which way are you? You're this way, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, wait, this is what we did last week. Your head looks enormous compared to mine. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a one and a half. My head is one and a half badges tall. Oh no, we have it. Oh, this is weird. This is weird. I gotta get down on the couch. <laughs> what 
Someone text on here. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, for anyone watching this, I'm so sorry. I think we just got. I think we just got an explicit tag, and it's like we have to. This is how. We have to get every every um guest to do that now. <laughs> a four-way kiss, that's right. Okay, now before we start the show, we have to kiss. <laughs> that's my kind of four-way matrix. That's crazy. We shouldn't do this. In in the French kiss, it was like, we shouldn't kiss our spectators anymore, but we should totally make out on a podcast. Oh, man. Far out. Okay, so. Um, ball I feel guy so jokes, much closer. Right? Uh, ball guy jokes. Whenever I see someone, like, when you're bald and shaven you look like a potato um but when you have a beard you look like a potato with a beard and so basically there's a lot of men out there who are like myself potato looking beard men and so whenever i'm performing away and i and someone standing next to me looks the same typically i'm at a corporate we're both wearing a suit i'm just like dude we're like the same i'll just give him the cards and leave and be like you got this yeah i'll be like I'll be like, you got this, yeah? I'm going to be back in a minute. And I'll literally give him the cards. I'll walk away, like grab a champagne and come back and just be like, how'd you go? You good? Oh, shit. I'll, I'll pick it up. But, but, it, but the laughter that happens for that 30 seconds of walking away, grabbing like a champagne and coming back, like they, they're in stitches, man. They're like, yeah. So that's a good thing to do. Like if you find someone that looks the same as you, like, oh, so funny. like if I was in your setup at, at, the, at Tom, I would like, I would like bring him up and be like, look at this, look. Check this shit. I take off my jacket, put on money, and be like, "You got this. I'll be back in a minute." And then just leave the stage. Like, <laughs> that's like, hilarious. Like that shit is the funniest. So that's one thing to do. Okay, but the other thing that happened that like, oh, it's probably a wrong thing to do, but I have to share it because I probably need the feedback on this. I dual reality the kid, um, in in a great way. So I was performing away, and you know when you perform for like, you know, like the. 12, 13 year olds. I know everything, you know, type of mentality type of kid. You must see it all the time, Mr. Ray. And w- I was doing my thing. And you know, when you do stuff and it's like, oh, he just this, his sleeves are up, my sleeves were up. Right. And like everything I was saying was just like the dumbest idea. He's got flaps of skin in mm. his hands. And that's what he mm. does. Like a, like a, like a kangaroo hand handed type man. And his lovely kid sat next to me. His name was Nikhil. I love this kid. And he was just like shaking. He's like, these guys are idiots. And so I leant over to him and I said, and this one guy was just mouthing off all the time. And I just went, tell him he's an idiot. He's like, what? I say it. Say he's an idiot. And he goes, you're an idiot, man. And then like just kept performing. And then every time he's like someone said something dumb, I looked at Nikhil and he would go, you're an idiot, man. His sleeves are up. And then I would be performing <laughs> away and I just look at Nikhil and he'd be like, you're an idiot, man. I'm right next to him. I could see there's nothing there. And then every time I looked at this kid, he would just go, you're an idiot. Defend me. You're an idiot. Defend me. So I don't know if I'm a dick for doing that or if I'm a genius. That's fu- I think that's, so, that's pretty funny. So you got instant stooge and then you got instant soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a hype boy in the back just being like, you don't know. You don't know what Nick K does. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of like the comedian that would um, bring up a black guy comedian with him just so he can point at him every time he needs him to say the N-word. And that's all he's there for. (laughs) You know, you can get like he can't, Nick can't get away with calling the crowd an you know, 13-year-olds an idiot every two minutes, but he, but Nikhil can. So, you know, that's perfect. That's, so that's funny. A good time. And I definitely thank you for the Mr. Potato Head uh, notion. I think that's that's very funny. Give the audience that looks like you the stuff, see how they go. I mean, Buck, you're only going to be able to do that, you know, the rare times you come across Theo Vaughn. But otherwise, like, I think that's a great use <laughs> of that moment. It's very, I'm very funny. I'm trying to do a routine where um, this is generally something I've been working on for a while. And I bet you guys could help me finish this off where you put a paper bag over your head. And you do this whole thing with there's a Mr. Potato Head, and you have that person decorate the potato head any way they like, right? <laughs> Seemingly. <laughs> then then you remove the bag off your head, and your head matches, like, because you've got like a giant potato mm. head you've put on your head, and it's a perfect match. Like, I have a method for this, but I'm wondering if it's actually worth doing. Like, like so I think gonna, the paper I- bag is Bluetooth, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a sec, Nikhil. 
going in for the next kill. Going in for Nikhil. Wait, was Nikhil black as well? He was. <laughs> great. Great. Scotty P. Scotty P. The kid That's was the great. best part of yeah. my day. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, what oh. were we... Oh fuck! I've just lost. Well, what were you we talking about? We have ten minutes now? left, and we yeah. are off the rails because Daddy Doug is here. I think four it's a way, good opportunity. Four-way kissing and all selling. Oh my God, we just figured we've all been duped by getting sold a pencil, and this is amazing. Absolutely, a lot of now revelations. I say it's probably a good time for us to jump into our Piper Magic product review. What say you, Josh Nabito? Oh. I really nope. want to know who's calling right now. It's Please Clement Clark. It's... That's a magician. Yeah. yeah. Do, you know Clement... Do you know Clement Clark from New South Wales? Uh, if I say his name three times fast, does he appear? Oh, that would be amazing. He is a phenomenal <laughs> magician and an amazing performer. Truly, truly, truly amazing. No, that's um, awesome. <clears throat> That's right. Let's um, yeah. Let's 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 get into this review, this unbiased review <laughs> of an effect. Here we go. Hello, friends. Let's talk about the Piper Magic product review this week. We are looking at Lucky Ladybug that was created by the amazing Joshua <laughs> Ray and released by the wonderful. Buck Bowen. In this routine, you start with three logs from your guard and printed on these playing cards to reveal that there are three ladybugs in the back. Then while the spectator's hand, uh, what's what? I miswrote what I, <laughs> I'm, I'm a professional, I promise. Here we go. <laughs> then while in the spectator's hand, one ladybug mysteriously flies away. What happens next literally is an on-hand miracle and the spectator waves her hand above the logs and to their delight, a ladybug has magically returned. This routine slays. I perform it religiously, which is why just most recently I ordered 300 refills. Let me continue. What you get in this package in this beautiful, neat package, you receive three plastic playing cards, which is super duper handy. Why? Because kids are gross and you're going to perform it for them. And you'll be very, very kind enough to wipe down those playing cards and perform regularly. Not a problem. As well as that, you get 20 hand-painted wooden ladybugs that can either be given away or reused, as well as a very well in-depth tutorial from both Buck and from both Joshua Ray. Now, as far as difficulty goes, it is a super duper easy trick. As long as you can do a double lift, you can totally slay this routine and it's open to the, any way that you choose to present it. Now, as far as pros and cons goes, pros. The cards are made from plastic, like I said, which makes it super easy to clean. The tutorials and the bonuses are super duper handy, especially because Buck Hanch has these really cool ideas in order to rapid fire perform this uh, one after another because there is a very minor setup. Um, and then as well as that, the tutorials are done properly with how to handle your spectator. I did mention a, re a review I did some while ago, which was the salt and pepper routine in which it only concluded an eight-minute tutorial and didn't once really address the concerns of how to respectfully handle your spectator and perform things in their hands. And I think that these guys did this exactly the way it was supposed to be done just to ensure that the customer experience that your spectator has when you perform this for them is absolutely perfect. Now, con, and there's only one. The only con is that you're going to perform this a lot, which means you are going to run out of ladybugs. When you purchase this, you get 20 bugs within the first week of performing this i was down 15 bugs because it was just such a hit and people would say oh do it for my friend do it for my friend do it for my friend and it just slayed so i had to order an abundance as a result now don't be upset they're super cheap to purchase and totally worth it now as far as cost goes Piper Magic have this currently for 38 Aussie dollars, which is about 24 US dollars. And you can get the refills from the Scala website for 5 US dollars. So that's $5 for 50 ladybugs, which is like 10 US cents a ladybug, which is an absolute bargain. If you don't want to spend 10 cents on your spectators making them smile, you are a piece of Now, <laughs> who is this for? If you're the type of magician who wants to gift your spectator with something really, really wonderful and special, whether you're a corporate, a cocktail performer, 
it does not matter. This is in a wonderfully enchanting performance that you leaves your audience with this lovely little memento that you can help to create really beautiful magic moments. So if that sounds like you, by all means, get it. And if you're going to get it, make sure you purchase it from pipermagic.com.au and use discount code PIPERGUYS. So you can get a discount on an already entirely awesome product. And that's our review. Bow, bow, bow. Beautiful <laughs> review. Beautiful. <laughs> totally was that live? Un- Did you do that live, Nick? That was then, just yeah, then. Live. Yeah. Okay. Because if, like, if it was pre-recorded, it wouldn't have been so blurry. So that's how you know everything's... <laughs> Quick shout out to Jeremy. What's up, bro? In the chat, gracing us with his internet viral sensation face. What's up? <laughs> we appreciate you being here. And I thank you for the translation, Mr. A. Yeah. 0.875 badges. Wow. Yeah. How did you do that? I can see you in real in person was, here and also just math. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a math teacher. I mean, that's that's we're right, we're that's we're, right. we're studying uh, badgers and um, uh, <laughs> mushrooms. And, <laughs> yeah, right. Badgers. Ba- well, mushrooms. Mushrooms is sixth grade, so you know. <laughs> yeah, in the south, we yeah. learn about mushrooms. Badger conversion is a fifth grade standard here, so. Yeah, yeah. It's like compounding interest. When are you ever going to use it? You know, when do you need compounding to know about badgers. So, Nick, I, I wanted to say, I wanted to say something, and in, in, uh, you know, about the gig, right? So, the last last gig I went to, it was a strolling gig at a street fair, and i i brought I brought only brought three tricks. I brought ladybug. I brought a. Uh, coin 26 cent trick like a copper silver variation and i brought a deck of cards i don't think i ever took out the deck of cards to do anything else um and pretty much performed ladybug i think i gave away or i probably ended up performing about 30 times that day um because usually that's the one and then that was that's all they that's all they needed right i mean that was that was a, a great little moment and most people they're on their way they're you know there's a bunch of stuff to look at there so um but yeah you could blow through those ladybugs um, pretty quickly, uh, and I, I would say that is that is a negative. But the positive thing is there's lots of uh, there's lots where they came from. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like it, it it's like any good effect, like healed and sealed. You're getting a new can every time. Yeah. Um, card tricks. You're getting a new deck probably for most. You know, each week because you, you've signed and given away decks, so it's not. It's not really a negative. It's just, yeah, it just means you're doing good stuff. If you're going through it's them, it means right. you're doing your job. Well, it's look, a good problem to have. A couple of things I'll say here. If you're doing cups and balls, you're buying fruit. But you never <laughs> hear anybody bitch about that, period, mm. right? And then number two, um, shout out to Frank Finley. This guy uh, got the effect, and he's just always posting positive stuff about it. He actually went out and printed his business cards <laughs> with a garden on the back. So after he performs it and he gives them their card, they put the ladybug in the garden on the back of his business card. <laughs> wow. Oh, incredible. He even, he even bought the domain magicladybug.com. Yeah. <laughs> so that he use it to redirect to his homepage. So <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> he went he went all in. Damn. <laughs> You know you got a good product and you can influence a magician to that level. Jesus, that is great. Yeah, bless that guy. Dang. So, Buck, any um, Juice Gala Magic, what, any plans for the upcoming months? So, it's funny. I was like, like, Josh, we're not going to mention the Christmas effect because I don't – because it's going to be a one-off thing and, you know, and in two months this – it'll have – we'll have dated this – podcast but um uh yeah we're so a couple things coming up one uh it's called a christmas miracle like c-o-a-l uh and it's by the lovely mr joshua ray and uh we're only making 25 and it's all hand assembled and put together by josh and his wife um and so when those 25 units are gone like that's it um but that is that's going to be a just really cool fun talk about packaging right um 
just this nice little kind of handcrafted, fun little festive effect. Um, and then there's a couple other things in the work. I have two of my own that I think I keep putting off probably for fear of fear of success. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then, um, I just put out, it's called magic bullets volume one. It is, I'm really proud of this by the way. Uh, and it's, and it's free, but it's a, uh, entertaining three phase routine that you can do with any deck of cards in any condition, anywhere there's zero sleight of hand, uh, no prearranged setups, no salt, no sweat, no jokers, no joke. You don't even need a full deck. And I busted my a-hole to put that together because if you guys have ever studied uh, any like of the self-working material, it's always like, like, okay guys, first we need 52 cards. And then the, the first 13 are going to be all the same suit. And then up until 26, we're going to do, and it's like, for like the first two years in magic, I, like I, I could, I couldn't play with cards because I always had to have my fantastic five set up. Right. And if I start playing with cards then the reverse, you know, it was like awful. Anyway, you should so, have learned yourself the 21 card trick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so volume two is coming out in December. And what's cool about that is uh, it's um, it's like a gambling themed routine. So it's not magic. Right. It's more of like a demonstration of skill. But the best part is like you don't need to know how to play poker or anything. And uh, and, and you look super cool. And then the last effect is really all about the, the spectator. And so it's just a, this just nice culmination of uh, of fun. Because that's a big thing for me, like. I always say, look, nobody cares about what you did or how you did it. They only care about how you make them feel. And I feel like that is missing a lot of time in magic. You know, like we buy effects that we think are going to make us look cool. We don't buy effects that we think are going to make our audience member look cool, which is what I love so much about Ladybug is that is that the, the, the your spectator gets to experience, experience the magic with you. In fact, they're a part of it as opposed to just being like a, a spectator, like watch, it comes to the top again. You know, do you need me to go to seven Houdini? Is that sufficient? Watch this. <laughs> Sorry. Good thing I got on the anger out pre-show, Nick. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe, maybe your maybe, maybe aversion to card stuff was that you're handling them up here by your chest. <laughs> <laughs> by the way we we have this joke right like if you guys are ever at like a convention okay you're at a convention or you're at like a jams and somebody does this like you know what's coming, right like, <laughs> like oh, here we go it's an elmsley count <laughs> yeah. like, so the guy's like, hey guys check this out and you're like oh god all right yeah <laughs> or or it's twisting the aces right like that yeah or sponge dong. It's one of the three. <laughs> are you allowed? Are you allowed to tell us what the miracle effect is? Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah. Um, let me just uh, here. I'll just read it to you. Got my notes. And does okay, it, so it says, come with a pencil? Uh, <clears throat> no. <laughs> un unwrap the wonder with this number two graphite <laughs> <laughs> what are we putting in the box it, when you said handmade by joshua Ray, we don't it doesn't come with an actual number two not even the toilet paper just <laughs> <laughs> the ad copy it says uh unwrap the wonder this holiday season with joshua ray's a christmas miracle spelled c-o-a-l Fun, festive, and downright magical, Miracle reels in your spectator, lets them off the hook with a laugh, then sends them away with a token of Christmas cheer. You start by establishing your connection with the man in red. Ho, ho, ho. Then have your spectator write down their Christmas wish on Santa's nice list, or so they thought. It turns out they must have been naughty because their gift is a hilarious lump of genuine coal. But nothing to worry about. You are a magician, right? <clears throat> With a simple squeeze of the hand, the lump of coal transforms into a crystal diamond. Surprise and delight ensue. You elegantly close out the effect with humorous patter, then leave them with a personal memento of this jolly experience. <laughs> Lisp included. I hope in the scripting it says, insert hilarious patter here, and then produce <laughs> diamond. Ah, nice one. Insert your favorite hilarious patter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice one. Everyone, well, for 25 lucky people, 
we're gonna have to get in quick i think Look, um man, you, I, sorry can i is um can i so the only way to get it is by uh, joining this uh facebook discussion group um if you guys say no we just want to keep it magic guys stuff i won't post the link in the chat but if you're cool with that i will i'm not post it yeah i mean you shared yeah. it with us before it was like illuminati uh <laughs> well i forget the second word but yeah no no post it um and so the links to Juice Gala Magic and um, everyone's socials are in the description below wherever you're watching or hearing this. Um, we'll add Josh's in there as well. But mm. um, if you are watching this after this um, and you think you might have time, reach out to Buck or Josh and they can send you that link as well. Yeah. Um, Nick has something before we close out to our final word. Well, also share that link where uh, you guys offer a, a worker special for the um, – <clears throat> Or the magic uh, for, for the ladybug, sorry, and which you get yeah. seventy um, ladybugs yes. in that purchase. So mm. put a link, you, put a direct link to that in your. Are thing you sure? As well. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted them to go to you guys. Sorry, here. No, no, no. Oh, it's, you know, I'll put here to code in there. So we just do. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we're just here to spread the love. We don't. Um, we don't do this podcast for money. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. <laughs> That's for damn sure. All right. Where's where's Nikhil? It's all about the kisses. It's about the kisses, yeah. You just hear this it's voice off camera. It's so we can that's right. It's so we can kiss everyone through the screen and you know, if anything, that's that's what we're here for. We're gonna close out with the final word from Buck, um, who's gonna leave us with the parting advice. So thank you everyone for watching. Follow, check out what these guys are doing, and uh, we'll see you next week. But here's the final word from Buck. All right, listen up, bitches. Most of your problems are the result of one of two things in life. Number one, thinking too much without acting. Or number two, acting too much without thinking. So put that in your gut hole and swallow. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.